the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Happy 20th birthday. AM 1280, The Patriot. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5. K298CO, Minneapolis. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Ohio Senator Rob Portman says smugglers are taking advantage of lax policies on the U.S. border to smuggle drugs and guns into the country, including the most dangerous drug, fentanyl. Which is the deadliest of the opioids, uh, is mostly coming across the border. Remember when we were working so hard to stop it coming through the U.S. mail system from China, we were successful there only to see it diverted to the border. Meanwhile, a current aide is accusing New York's governor of sexual harassment. A new allegation has been lodged against New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. This time, it comes from a current aide. The New York Times reports Alyssa McGrath says she caught Cuomo looking down her shirt, and he made suggestive remarks to her and another aide. McGrath says the other aide is the same woman who accused the governor of groping in the executive mansion in an allegation revealed in the Times Union of Albany last week. That's Mike Grazia, and this is SRN News. Larry Elder here, proud and thankful to be broadcasting on this station because you guys have kept it real for two decades. I love this station. I've been on AM 1280 for 20 years, and happy anniversary to everyone up there in Minnesota. I'm proud to be part of the team, AM 1280, The Patriot. Happy 20th anniversary. Thanks for sticking with us through the last 20. Here's to 20 more. AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Just a little bit after 1 p.m. here at Intelligent Radio and 12A The Patriot. Stay tuned for a very special broadcast of the Northern Alliance Radio Network today from 1 to 5 p.m. It's the Supernard from 1 to 5 p.m. here on AM 12A The Patriot, brought to you by Great Garage Door. Pets to stream in high quality at am12athepatriot.com. My name is Brian. For the weather today, it's going to be sunny and breezy with a high of 58 degrees. Now, let's set the broadcast of the Supernard. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. It's AM 1280, the Patriots' 20th year on air, and we're celebrating with a class reunion. But we're not here for awkward small talk and cheap appetizers. Great Garage Door presents this special edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. The best and brightest Narn alumni over the years are gathered here for intelligent talk. Now, here are your valedictorians. Best and brightest? I take exception to that remark. Oh, we're on. Oh, gosh. Welcome back, Twin Cities End World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red, and the sea of dismal, dingy institutional blue, or... If you want to look at it that way, the the show that's making talk radio great again, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the Super Narn Special, by the way, brought to you by Great Garage Door, when a good garage door simply will not do and is not good enough, and the Upper Midwest Law Center. Thank uh, all of them for bringing you this special broadcast in which we get together, uh, the, the, as the show said, the best and brightest of the alumni of this broadcast over this last 17 years, two weeks past our 17th anniversary, and of course one day past the 20th anniversary of the, of the uh, AM12A, The Patriot, going on the air. Uh, our pleasure to help uh, the station celebrate 20 amazing years with a bunch of the best friends I ever sat in a room on weekends with. Uh, I'll just go around the table here, virtually speaking, uh, coming to us uh, from St. Cloud, uh, where he's been holding court for the last 11 years on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman, one of the charter members of the Northern Alliance, King Banyan. King, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Glad to be here today. Uh, Ed Morrissey, of course, uh, live and remote from about, I don't know, eight blocks away here in Egan. Ed, <laughs> you're too big to make it into the studio anymore, but I'm glad you could do it, uh, Ed. How are you doing today? Well, Mitch, 
Mitch, uh, great to be here. And the, the problem is, is after a year inside the house, I'm too big to get out of the house. That's the problem. <laughs> <I> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Across the table, someone who has joined us virtually a few times over the last 15 years, but was the first to find bigger and better, uh, better uh, things to do on Saturday, uh, among the first of us to do that, and went on to a career, among other things, as one of three genuine journalists in the city of Minneapolis, Scott Johnson, judges. Scott, long time no see. How Mitch, you doing? Thank you for the kind words. I think I need some help getting my radio feed back here again. You will. Well, <laughs> boy, who's better to help you that than, than, than <laughs> all of us here? We'll talk about radio feet in a moment here. Uh, to, to his immediate left, my immediate right, uh, the only person who could probably in, in the, the room who could say he's to my right in any way, uh, John's, uh, <laughs> Scott's partner in crime at uh, PowerlineBlog.com, uh, John Hinderocker. John, uh, welcome back. Well, it's great to be uh, uh, doing another Narn show after all these years. And as somebody pointed out earlier, this is a lot like the original Narn, where we had seven guys in one room, seven microphones, (laughs) and no organization whatsoever. So we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, We'll we'll wing it like we always did, because if there's nothing else, people who blog five days a week every day can usually come up with something to to chatter on about here. Uh, And technology has advanced uh, considerably in the last 17 years. When we first started this, we could only get five people on the air at a time. Now, because of the advances in the technology we work with, all seven of us can be on the air live here right now. Uh, Myself, I'm here as well. Uh, Brad Carlson, the newest member of the NARN, and that's going back, what, almost 10 years now. You can always mark time by when your granddaughter was born, Mitch Burke. So, yes. Brad started on the Narn the same day Watermelon was born. People say, Watermelon, is that her real name? Said, of course not. We're on the radio. I would never <laughs> use my granddaughter's real name in front of the creeps that are out there in the Twin Cities. Anyway, great to have you all back here. Uh, we should probably start off with just a little bit of history here. Not too much because people people want to get down to the red meat of stuff here, as it were. But um we uh, so, so people occasionally say, oh, we've got a generation of people probably haven't heard the story out there. How did the Northern Alliance start? Well, we can go back to, as all roads lead back, as Scott Johnson said, to Hugh Hewitt, who, of course, uh, Salem Radio's morning guy, who back in 2002 christened our various blogs the Northern Alliance of Blogs. Uh, basically, as a reference, you know, nowadays there may be some people who don't get that basic reference. You well, know, in fact, the- I have a hunch there's probably more than a few people tuned into the radio right now who get North- what's a Northern Alliance? It's a radio show, right? Of course not. It is, of course. Well, go ahead, John. You you brought it up. Well, the reference is to the post nine eleven war in Afghanistan, where our ally in Afghanistan was the. The Northern Alliance, right? Right. And that, that, that's where the, the phrase comes from. It's an ironic reference to the fact that his favorite conservative blogs were up here in stereotypically liberal Minnesota, which seemed kind of a, a presumptive at the time, I thought. So, oh, Minnesota can't be all that, that, that far left. The Republican Party will bounce back at some point in this state and, and start making a, a move here. I see Ed laughing at, at that statement here. He gets what I'm getting at here. We'll talk about the state of the Republican Party in Minnesota and nationwide wide uh, later on in the broadcast here. Uh, but I just want to talk very briefly about that, how the show started here without going, uh, dwelling too much in nostalgia. It was kind of weird. It was like, for those who remember the Spanky and Our Gang comics or, or film shorts, there was always an episode in every episode where the kids would say, hey, gang, let's do a show. And that's pretty much what I did in November of 2003. I said, hey, guys. Uh, let's let's put on a radio show together. We're a bunch of bloggers. We write. I did some radio. What the heck? We can all we can all manage this. Uh, I was the only person at that point who'd ever done radio before, or commercial radio. King did some college radio. Uh, so I just have to ask. I've been wondering this for 17 years now. What was the first thing you thought when a D-list blogger from ShotInTheDark.info called you up and said, "Hey, gang, Let's do a radio show. I'll start with you, uh, John Hinderocker. What was your first reaction to the thought of doing a weekend radio show with a bunch of strangers in a basement in Egan? I thought it was a great idea. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I, go yeah, ahead. What, what was amazing to me was that there was an actual real live radio station that was willing to just turn the station over to us <laughs> for a few hours on Saturday. We didn't pay them. They didn't pay us. It was the... <laughs> ideal arrangement i i i couldn't believe you were so lucky i i could and i I know you couldn't believe it because i remember your quote from our first day on the air march 6th uh march 6th 2004 
I predict this lasts about three weeks. Uh, that was a direct <laughs> quote from John Hinderocker. Scott Johnson, your reactions to the thought of, of, of becoming a radio star uh, you know, 17 years ago? You've got me thinking back, Mitch. I remember, I think it was in October 2002, coming out here to the studio with John. Hugh Hewitt flew out here for a special two- or three-hour edition of his show before the election in 2002. He was really interested in the Coleman Wellstone and then Coleman Mondale Senate election that year because the the, the Senate majority hung in the balance. And he started following us because I was posting internal poll data. He, Hugh, um, started following us because I was posting internal poll data that had been sent to me by Norm's campaign manager, Ben Whitney, who was an old friend, back in the day to rebut what the Star Tribune was running, showing showing um, Coleman, uh, forgive me, Wellstone, and uh, and then Mondale winning the election. And I would call up Ben and say, is that what your poll showed? And he'd say no, and he'd send me over what they had. And Hugh was really interested. And then when he resolved to come out here that fall, he called up John and me and asked if we would come well, spend a couple hours with him that morning. Yeah, if I yeah, correctly. yeah. He and you and I and Hugh did his show from the Patriot right here. I think it was on a Saturday. Yeah, wasn't it? it was on a, a Saturday morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just wow. local. It was fantastic. Um, and he, he was so uh, up to the minute, and I remember talking about with, with about things with him off air. But um, in retrospect, I, the guy is just. You can see from the time you meet him, he's just a dy- dynamo. There's so much he knows about so many things. He's been the middle, in the middle of so many things in the course of a long career. I think his vouching for us had something to do <laughs> with their entrusting us with the four hours. It certainly did. I, will, I, will, I want to come back to that because I, literally we had, I think, three weeks' notice from the station saying, go ahead and take our airtime and do what you will with it, which left me completely agog to the point of being a little bit dizzy. Uh, but I want to come back to that because I, I, I'd like to go back to the first time we all met in the same room, which do you remember where that was? Billy's Lighthouse in Wyzetta, a yeah. restaurant that's long right. since gone to the great beyond uh, to, to restaurant heaven, along with many of our favorite places in this last year. Uh, we'll come back to that. But I want to go back to, uh, to Ed Morrissey and ask you the same question. You, you and I had never met. You were running a blog called oh. Captain's Quarters at the time. Uh, right. While you were running a call center, as you have admitted over the time, doing both at more or less the same time. Uh, <laughs> what you lacked in ethics, you made up for in talent, Ed. And so we figured, uh, Hugh Hewitt figured you were part of the Northern Alliance at the same time here. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your origin story and what you thought when this stranger said, hey, gang, let's do a radio show. Well, I think I was actually the the most recent new blogger in the Northern Alliance at the time. Everybody else had been doing it before I got there. And so I had just I had just passed Hugh's um, three part test to join the Northern Alliance when this thing came up. Um, I had to I had to Photoshop James Lilacs with the um, uh, what are those things? Those uh, little um, figurines. Uh, Hummels. Hummels. Yeah, with a Hummel, I had to, and I had to write an epic poem about the Northern Alliance, and there was some other thing I had to do. I forgot what it was. Wow. Um, and so, um, but but I'm not sure if you guys know this, but I had just started blogging, and I was actually trying to figure out how best to promote the blog. And I had actually come to the radio station about a month earlier <laughs> to ask them, "Hey, what does it cost to go on the air on you know uh, on the weekends? Because I know you sell airtime. You know what's you know what's the cost of that?" Um, because that might be worth it for me, you know, promoting the blog. And then they told me the cost of it. It was like, it is not worth it for me to, <laughs> to promote the blog. Thank you very much. And then a, a month later, this opportunity comes up. It's like, I, I am really glad I didn't, I didn't write a check out. I'm really super glad about that right now. At station management is going, darn, opportunity missed. <laughs> Now, you too, King Banyan. Let's uh, go to you. Uh, you. You had a fairly productive, well, okay, exceptionally productive career as an academic before you decided to slum it on weekend radio here. Uh, well, you were uh, one of the charter members of the Northern Alliance of Blogs as well here. Uh, so, so let's go through your origin story here. So we had created SCSU Scholars, a blog that was with about two other two or three other academics, right? And like every good academic enterprise, within three weeks, everybody else quits. Uh, And uh, I end up having a solo blog. Uh, And I'm not sure exactly how I got noticed, but managed somehow to catch notice. And so one Saturday morning, I tell tell my wife after 
our daughter's done playing chess at a tournament. I'm driving down to Wyzetta. She says, why? She says, well, we're talking about creating a radio program. Next conversation, I'm driving down to Egan to do a radio program. <laughs> now, the drive's about 80 miles each direction. Uh, she's, she's thinking to herself, gosh, what, you know, and I, and, and I had exactly the reaction John Hinderocker had. This is only going to be for a few weeks. It'll be a fun, <laughs> but it's a lark, you know. And here we are, seventeen years later, we're still doing this. <laughs> so, so we'll we'll talk about some of the things that have transpired in those over those seventeen years when we when we come back here. Uh, we have to take a break right now. And uh, by the way, as we do, we've got to thank our uh, uh, sponsors, uh, Great Garage Door and the Upper Midwest Law Center, for bringing you this special. Trip down memory lane and, let's be honest, trip into the present and, and uh, the, the, the world as it has evolved over this last 17 years. By the way, we'll take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. Yes, you can be part of history, too. That, did that sound a little big for my britches? I don't care. It's the Narn anniversary. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. If Great Garage Door installs a new garage door for you and you ever have a concern about it, they'll check it out at no charge. That's Great Garage Door Company's forever pledge to you. It doesn't matter if the door is 5 or 15 years old or even if it's beyond the manufacturer's warranty. If you bought it from Great Garage Door, they'll be there to help, period. GreatGarageDoor.com, a proud supporter of and daily listener to The Patriot. Happy 20th birthday to AM 1280 The Patriot from Great Garage Door Company. Minneapolis carjackings are up 300% and shootings are up 100%. It's terrible. Yet, there is hope. The Upper Midwest Law Center, a public interest law firm, is suing the city of Minneapolis on behalf of eight black and white families in North Minneapolis to stop police defunding. This case seeks to enforce the city charter and force the city to reverse defunding and hire more officers. Donations are confidential and tax-exempt. Search Upper Midwest Law Center to learn more and to donate. Help is needed to stop the madness. Donate today. Growing up in a broken home, I lived the challenges that face too many young people of color. I overcame both poverty and inner-city violence, earned my degree, served our country, and started a family. But my story has become far too rare. That's why we've launched Take Charge Minnesota, a new organization dedicated to proving that the American dream still works for everyone, regardless of race. We're committed to restoring two-parent families, and we believe that education is empowerment. Mothers and grandmothers are the backbone of the black community. That's why we're empowering them with a message of a return to faith, family, and education. We believe that taking charge of our lives will lift our communities to new heights. I'm Kendall Qualls, and together we'll put our families on the road to prosperity. Learn more at TakeChargeMinnesota.com. Paid for by Take Charge Minnesota. So you're searching online for that perfect sermon series that you can really dig into, but you can't seem to find what you're looking for. I suggest you give GodTube.com a try. GodTube.com is loaded with sermons from well-known and revered Bible teachers who cover every topic you can imagine. And there are no shady comment threads or questionable content. Just great sermon after sermon. Hear God's Word daily, grow deeper in your faith, and be inspired by the sermon section on GodTube.com. You can listen to AM 1280 The Patriot on all Amazon Echo devices. Simply ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis, and you'll hear your favorite hosts. This is Dennis Prager, and thanks for listening to me on your Alexa device. AM 1280 The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488, the number to call, should you care to join in. With pretty much the entire charter class of the Northern Alliance Radio Network from about this time in 2004. Brought to you by Great Garage Door and the Upper Midwest Law Center. So, uh, as we were talking about uh, before the show, all roads lead back to Hugh Hewitt. By the way, the world's foremost Hugh Hewitt impersonator joins us here. So, anytime. <laughs> Morning, glory be grace, America. It's Hugh Hewitt. 
<laughs> so if we need some actual – Minnesota co- cold, Mitch Burke. <laughs> That's right. So if we need some hue-like color to the broadcast here, we'll invoke Brad at some point here. But I first proposed the show uh, in, I think, right around Halloween – of, of 2003, there were a variety of reactions. Uh, it didn't look like the money was going to be there, so some people got a little hotter and some people got a little cold. And then you, you, it came to town on one of the coldest days I can remember in all my years in Minnesota. Not North Dakota cold, but cold. And uh, he, he dragged us out to a place called Billy's Lighthouse uh, on the, the shores of Lake Wyzetta, a place I'd never heard of, a place no one's heard of since because it's been out of business for 15 years. It just died a long time ago. And yet got us all into the same big room together. And Hugh basically said, uh, and, and I, I won't try to do my Hugh impression, although, Brad, I'll let you, to, I'll, I'll, I'll let you freestyle in a moment here. Uh, you guys, I've got to get to put these guys on the air. Station, you've got to put it on. And the manager at the time, John Hunt, and the program director at the time, Patrick Campion, to my absolute amazement, said, sure, why not? March 6th is your start date. Go for it. Let's talk about that first day uh, at, at Billy's Lighthouse. For starters, uh, my car almost got stuck three times on the way out there and again on the way back. It was one of those terrifying drives I've had in my life. Uh, let's go back around the circle. Ed Morrissey, uh, first time I met you out there uh, at, at Billy's Lighthouse. Uh, your first impressions over meeting the motley crew that became the Narn. Well, what was nice is I had been linking you guys. I've been reading you guys, so I was, you know, familiar with with your with your perspectives, and so it was um, almost like old home week in and of itself. Even though we'd never met in person, uh, I, I remember being uh, a little surprised to be invited to this thing, um, and I had actually missed an opportunity to meet Hugh earlier because he'd been in town, and I had something come up, and I couldn't go, and. Um, and I was really disappointed in that, and I felt really bad about that. So it was, I was very excited. And when I got there, I mean, it was just the, the camaraderie just started almost instantly. There was there was a, a great deal of chemistry. I thought from the very first moment that we all started sit, sitting down and, and talking, and 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 Hugh had a lot to do with that. I mean, Hugh made it very easy for us to do that. Yeah, I mean, could have been, I mean, can imagine any time you've ever been in a room with Hugh Hewitt, the the, the electricity is. I can't believe I'm sucking up to Hugh Hewitt here. <laughs> In the safety of our bunker here, I'm still sucking up to Hewitt. Uh, King Banyan, no again. Your bread's buttered, Mitch Byrne. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> King Banyan. First, I think it was the second time I met you because I had actually met you and Brian St. Paul Ward at Sweeney's Bar in St. Paul a few right. weeks before that, which is some real blasting from the past. But the first time we ever met uh, met in anger was at the uh, was at, at Billy's Lighthouse. You, you you arrived for that. That tells about your first impressions of the crowd. Yeah. Well, I mean, having met Brian and you first was uh, made it a little bit easier. So I at least recognized two faces in the room. You have to remember from St. Cloud, we didn't he- we didn't hear AM twelve A the Patriot up in St. Cloud. Yeah. Uh, I heard Hugh Hewitt through a little <laughs> a little station up in Little Falls that that uh, Rod Graham's used to run. Oh, that's right. Uh, yep, and that's right. Uh, and uh, so that 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 was the only way I had heard Hugh uh, ever. And um, and that was the only show from the Salem lineup that I had ever heard. So it was intriguing. And, and like I said, it was more, to be honest with you, I wasn't there to meet you. I was here to, there to meet Scott and John and, and Ed and, 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 and Chad, the, the people I had not met yet. And by the way, the fact that the, uh, the 1280 could not be heard in St. Cloud plays into one of my favorite bits of Northern Alliance trivia, which we'll come back to probably in hour three at this rate here. It's just, I, just, I like to <laughs> okay. leave a little cliffhanger there. So, uh, Scott Johnson, uh, first time I ever met you face-to-face was, was, was out there. You, of course, and John had met. You, you were, you'd been hobnobbing at a high level in the media for quite some time as writers for, for Spectator and, and, and many other things over the years. But uh, your impressions of the crowd that later became this show uh, that first very frigid Saturday afternoon? Well, in Hugh's company, it was just such a collegial experience. I didn't have any any uh, second thoughts about it. It seemed like uh, you know we had plenty to talk about, and we were pretty much all on the same wavelength. It sounded like it would be fun. It was an amazing time. John Hinderocker? Well, same. You know, I don't remember a lot of detail from that uh, that evening, but um, obviously, uh, it all it all worked out. And the next thing you know, we had a radio show. It it did uh, to everyone's amazement here. So, 
let's talk. And by the way, we're going to get to Brad Carlson's origin story in a minute here because it's closely tied in with the Northern Alliance throughout its entire uh, in, entire history. Although he started, he's he's the new guy on the block, going on ten years here right now. He still he still gets hazed uh, around the studio here, actually. Really? So that's right. So so. So you started a radio show. Now, you had been on the radio a time or two. I'll start with you, John Hinderocker. Uh, Talk talk about the first couple months of actually doing a radio show. Talk about your introduction to the busy world of weekend talk radio. Well, it was really interesting learning about radio. I mean, everybody listens to the radio. We're all familiar with radio, but it's so much fun to be on the other side and, and really learn some of the basics about time management, for example. About about hard outs and you know not hard outs and and um, and and how to pace a conversation so yeah. that you don't just kind of burn through the topic in four minutes you know how to right. you know try to adjust the conversation to the length of a segment I, I I thought sort of the the mechanics of learning how to do radio were were just really fun. It was fun. I will just say from my own perspective as someone who started doing radio when he was fifteen, uh, watching. People sort of, you know, to various degrees, kind of warm up to the idea and, and the practice and the mechanics and the, the technique of of jabbering on for two hours without uh, without a whole lot of help. And it was kind of fun watching a couple of uh, well, all of you guys take it to it to one degree or another. Here, yourself, obviously, having gone on to do a lot of radio for other people, which brings me to my biggest question, John. As you have put in kind of a, a nice little side hustle, filling in for Laura Ingram over the years, I'm just wondering when the limo from the Laura Ingram show pulls up, <laughs> is the fountain in the back made out of gold or marble? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no, there's no limo involved. The guest hosting that I've done has all been done, almost all been done right here at the uh, at the Patriot. And as you know, there are no. Uh, <laughs> golden fixtures here at the AM twelve eighty office. But no, you're right. I mean, for a couple of years I was Laura Agram's principal guest host before she gave up her radio show and went on television. I, 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 when Dan Proft had his late night show until just recently, I, I did a lot of guest hosting for him. And I've also done it for Dennis Prager just the day before yesterday. I was in this very studio uh, guest hosting the Dennis Prager show. And then of course I've been a guest many, many times on various shows. So so at least from my perspective, those early days at the Narn really did turn into kind of a fun sidelight on the radio. <laughs> Scott Johnson, you had a rather different reaction to being on the radio. It was not your favorite thing in the world, and yet you're so good at it. You, you departed the show in February of 2005 to my to my sadness, I will say that. Thanks, it was Mitch. It was always a pleasure doing a show with you, and it's been a pleasure to have you on the show a number Thanks. of times since then. But, uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about your reaction to doing radio. Uh, well, I enjoyed it just as I had anticipated from that first meeting and um, thought it was a lot of fun. And I listened to the show after I left in, uh, right in 2005. But, you know, writing for Powerline really turned into a second full-time job. And uh, I felt like I needed to reclaim the other time that I was spending on, on other pursuits yeah. uh, to try to get things in order. So I thought it was the right thing to do. I I enjoyed participating and enjoyed listening to the show but that's why i left yeah i figured as much yeah it makes makes perfect sense and and uh and, I, and i've managed to justify 17 years of saturday afternoons by saying well i don't golf i don't <laughs> i don't i don't i don't, uh, I don't fly to mexico every winter i got to do something with my afternoons ed morrissey now you 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 and i co-hosted uh, the what, what became the middle installment of the Northern Alliance for for uh, a good six years, I believe, from two thousand six. Something like yeah, yeah. What I mean, the show went from being a three hour show to three two hour shows to uh, all over the place. Uh, you you so you and I spent an awful lot of time locked up in the dungeon here together, Ed Morrissey, uh, and you you had had no radio background whatsoever yourself uh, when you started, although. You thought about it hard for a little bit there. Uh, t- tell us a little bit about uh, your introduction to the world of radio down here in the basement. Well, it, would, well, it, it was a blast. I mean, it was a blast right from the very beginning. It's 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 addictive. Uh, you, you come out of this, you're either going to go, you go into it at least with some nervousness. If you don't do that, you're probably not going to be very good because you're not going to be on, you know? Yep. But you come off of it on a high. I mean, and there's no way, there's no other way to describe it. It's the reason why I did it for several years because I had the best guy to have two of the best guys in the booth to have for a few, for a few years king banyan and and mitch berg and you know i do this now as a sideline um i fill in um on a, a few times for salem uh hosts some um a little bit more often on on another network 
Um, and, and I very much enjoy it. I, I have to say, though, that I mean, I really learned the craft uh, because of two guys. And those two guys are Dwayne Patterson and Mitch Berg. And, and, and to a large extent, also King Banyan. Um, just, uh, just watching, watching how you guys manage the radio uh, was like a classroom for me. This was like a universe, radio university. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate all of the all of the mentoring, all of the encouragement, and all of the camaraderie over the years. I really, really, really can't thank all of you enough. I couldn't agree with you more on all that. I want to get to King here, but we are up against uh, what, what we call a hard break. And there was a time, I remember, when all of you need to have that explained to you. Those days are long past, thankfully. <laughs> but we'll get back to King Banyan on the other side of, of the break. Thank you all for joining us. By This is the Super Northern Alliance Radio Network special brought to you by Great Garage Door and the Upper Midwest Law Center. Give us a call, 651-289-4488. We'll be right back. Has your water heater decided to create one of Minnesota's 10,000 lakes in your basement? Have a burst pipe? Dripping faucet? Is your water not soft anymore? Champion Plumbing is a call away. Champion will be there fast in your time of need. They service the entire metro area, and they're taking all the necessary precautions to keep you and your household safe. A champion is someone who goes the extra mile to get the job done, and that's Champion Plumbing. Online at championplumbing.net. When you call, make sure you tell them the Patriots sent you. I'm Dr. Andrea Russo, a cardiologist. Maybe you're waiting to talk to your doctor right now. But if you're having an irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, don't wait. This could be a serious condition like atrial fibrillation, which can make you about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you're having these symptoms, don't wait. Talk to a doctor by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM 1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Ride today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack Barbecue. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith Cal. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex. Staff Keeley. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, (laughs) 651-289-4488, the number to call. If you want to join the Super Narn Special alumni from the greatest group talk radio show I've ever been involved in. 
And just about the only one that's ever existed in the history of radio. I mean, conventional wisdom has always been never, ever, ever do a thundering herd talk radio show like this. It's all supposed to be one personality, maybe two, or, or, or a top dog and a bunch of sidekicks, sort of like Laura Ingram has always been. Uh, and yet, no, this, this broadcast was always, well, from the very beginning, was seven people thundering in and out of the studio, more or less on cue every, every hour for, for the first couple of years. And then and that things got a little more sane here. But uh, it's been an interesting 17 years, to say the least. Uh, and, I, and I put that out in context to say my entire first radio career lasted 13 years and covered eight different radio stations. So it's been a very different experience for me personally. I'll just say this. But uh, there's... I just like to go into this real quick. Everybody's most interesting slash favorite story of being on the radio over all or some portion of this past 17 years. I'll start this time with Ed Morrissey. Uh, you, you go back quite a ways. Yeah, you look surprised, Ed, and yet you knew this was coming. Your favorite part of uh, of, of of doing this, uh, being part of this, uh, this this thing for the past 17 years here. My favorite part was was the guys. <laughs> My favorite part was was hanging out with you with with you guys. I mean, really, honestly, that 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 to me was what made it worth it to come in every Saturday was to hang out with you guys. We should mention the Fratters Libertas guys too. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, Chad, Brian, uh, Chad's brother, JP, JB, JB, JB was here briefly. Um, yep. uh, Atomizer. It was just a lot of fun. Atomizer, Atomizer. who, di- who discovered Atomizer. Yes. Yeah, who discovered radio was not for him in literally five minutes and never opened another microphone <laughs> as long as he lived. <laughs> Which is fine. Which was fine. Yep. He tried it out. He, he gave tried, it a shot. Yeah, he, more than uh, most people yeah. will ever do. You're right. I, I, can't, but, I mean, that, oh, go ahead. For, for me, it was you. For me, it was you guys. That, that's that's the reason why I did it. It's just so much fun. Absolutely, King Banyan. Let's go to you next here. Your favorite, uh, your your favorite, or most memorable moment or moments from this last seventeen years. I, I there's two that I want to remember. First of all, I mean, yes, being with y'all, you guys is great. I, I found found when we were doing it outside of the studio when they actually let us go into the sunlight, like <laughs> to the White Bear Superstore or. or or Ooh. to or or the fair or something like that. That was were those were always memorable. Uh, maybe most memorable. I I broke my string of twenty two years of vegetarianism on the show. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you'll remember we had to pick which meat from the fair I would eat. Um, that was quite an experience. <laughs> but the other thing I'd remember if I quit quickly. And oh, King uh, seems to have frozen up for just a moment here. We'll work to get university yeah. internet apparently. Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to uh, I just want to remind everybody that I'm the I'm the person who carried the meat to King on that occasion. Yes, that you did. <laughs> I'm not sure Scott could see this. This is in the red zone by Stephen Vincent. Scott, you and I used to do book uh, reviews. Uh, used to have book talks with uh, authors on the show. Stephen was on our show. Uh, of course, met with a tragic ending, having been uh, captured and killed by uh, terrorists in Iraq in 2005. Uh, and um, and uh, and the thing that people might not remember is uh, it turned out he, like me, uh, is of Armenian heritage, and we learned that on the air. And it was like it was a it was a pretty good connection. So. So that's stuck with me for 16 years uh, and uh, I've never been able to say to Scott, uh, thank you for the book reviews, because I think you left shortly after that. But they, I really do remember them and love them very much. Yeah, I'll have to come back to some of the guests we've talked to over the years, because uh, being on this show has gotten me in touch with an amazing string of people that I would never have run into in my in my real uh, real world. Uh, of course, uh, Scott Johnson, John Hindrock, you both hobnob. Uh, with A-listers as a part of your regular lives. Uh, let's we'll come back to that in a moment here. But Scott Johnson, you, your brief tenure on the show and yet memorable in so many ways. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember kind of harassing station management to get us a live stream. I can't believe I did that in retrospect. And I think <laughs> if I'd been management, I would have uh, not taken well to it. But they got us the live stream within about a month yeah. or six weeks. And we were getting calls from China and Russia, yeah. uh, from Americans in China and Russia who were fans of the show. And it was just incredibly gratifying. And I, I hope it's worked out well for the station, but I couldn't believe they accommodated us and they seemed to want to keep us happy. So that was great. The, the fact that 
sane, rational management of a commercial enterprise that actually had to show a profit and loss statement to its investors and management, and that they kept not only putting us on the air on their precious airtime that they were, we were not paying for, to the chagrin of some of the other people who were around the station at the time, I'll have you all know, uh, and, and then actually indulging us on things like live streaming 10 years before anybody was doing that was continues to astound me to this this very day and so so John Hunt who was the general manager back then salute wherever you are yeah. so John Hinderocker how about you well it's hard to single out just one one highlight because uh, there were there were so many but one one thing that I certainly remember fondly is our annual visit to the state fair oh, that yeah. was <laughs> that was so much fun and the first time I forget if it was um, Brian and Chad and I, or what the combination was, or maybe maybe it was in the days of the of the all seven. I don't remember, but yes. But it took one show to realize you can't do a regular Northern Alliance show from the no. State Fair. You can't get up there and talk politics. You know, you have to go with the fair. And so, what I remember fondly is things like the the Scotch egg eating contest, <laughs> which we did year after year, became a tradition. The time when Hugh Hewitt milked a cow in, in our in our booth on the air and did it very badly, by the way. The cow experience, John. The, 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 the cow might never have been the same. I don't know, <laughs> but but um, you know, the, the, those kinds of experiences were really fun, and and I have fond memories of them. Brad Carlson, we'll we'll, we'll go to you here. You, we'll we'll go back to your origin story in a bit here because there's all sorts of things we have yet, yet to get to. And, of course, uh, a little over three hours to kill here yet, so fear, have no fear. But uh, in, in, your, in your decade almost uh, on, on the air here, uh, which blows my mind to this day, favorite moment of yours? Yeah, you know, there's really a couple of that stand out, and it happened within the first year because I was so thrilled to have the opportunity to pursue a dream of, of being on the radio because I was a big fan of Rush Limbaugh since the early 90s. Uh, one, Mitch, is we were at some conference in the fall of 2011 over in Bloomington. I forget which hotel it was. We got to talk to Michael Reagan, the president, former oh, President Reagan's son. It was CPAC or something, not CPAC. I don't remember those, what. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember exactly what it was. But the fact that I was talking to someone who was that close to a president that I admired greatly, sadly, only after President Reagan's tenure because I didn't have much of a political acumen uh, during uh, President Reagan's administration, but I got to appreciate what he accomplished in the aftermath and to be able to talk to someone who was so very close to him and had obviously an intimate relationship with him, father-son, right. was truly a thrill. And then the State Fair as well. My first ever State Fair obviously was that summer of 2011, and we were doing occasional evenings, weekday evenings. And Michael Medved finished up his show. I believe he was on 2 to 5. Yeah, I, I believe right? so, yep. 2 to 5. And I... Uh, he, uh, Lee, Lee said to Lee Michaels, our uh, operations manager, said, uh, would you like to have Michael come on for your first segment of your show? I'm like, what are you kidding? Absolutely. I mean, Michael was one of my favorites on yeah. the uh, Patriot National shows. And uh, he was very kind, came on, entertained all my questions, didn't make it all about him. He followed my lead and, and everything else. And this was a guy who did three hours of radio and yet was still willing to come on for one extra segment to talk to Really a nobody, somebody he had never met, but he was still willing to give me the time, and I appreciated it so very much. I don't know specifically what we talked about. I, I first heard the name Michael Medved back when he was hosting uh, Sneak Previews with Jeffrey Lyons back when Siskel and Ebert used to ho- host yep. it, and then they went and did their own thing. And I, I think I asked about the political dynamic between him and Roger Ebert, because, of course, <laughs> they were political opposites and how Roger Ebert often injected his own political worldview into a lot of his mood, movie reviews later on in the day. So uh, it was just a fun conversation just to be able to talk to a real professional like Michael Medved, who was under no obligation to give me any time whatsoever, but the fact he was willing to give me an entire segment is something I'll always appreciate. Yeah, I that that was I mean, meeting some of the Salem people has always been amazing. Just a couple of the things. I mean, Hugh Hewitt, of course, uh, the, the 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 swizzle stick that stirs the cocktail that that brought us all together. Obviously, Michael Medved, uh, as, as James Lilacs once described him, always the smartest person in the room, and he knows it. <laughs> and yet. <laughs> Having met him at the RNC, one of the RNC parties, actually at uh, Jasperwood, Lilacs' house back in 2008, I will tell you, there is no more genial, fun, down-to-earth person in the world than Michael Medved after a couple of cocktails. <laughs> you may not never know that from his on-screen, on-air persona, but that's, that's the fact about him. I'll, I'll just give you two of my favorite moments. First of all, the guests I've wound up meeting. Uh, the, the Stephen Vincent, uh, being able to interview Stephen Vincent uh, when he was alive, 
thanks to the auspices of, of all you gentlemen who brought him on the show back then, and then uh, carrying on talking with his widow a number of times over the years when he when she was mm. involved in 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 all of the foundation and work in in his memory after he after he was murdered, that was um, that was uh, and being able to interview David Bellavia. Name ring a bell, former congressman. Oh, yeah, yeah. House to house. House to house. And he was just an author of, of an Iraq veteran who wrote a, a gripping book about house to house combat in Fallujah, who went on to run for Congress and then won the Congressional Medal of Honor last year after uh, a good 15 years after uh, the, the activities that uh, in the book. Talking with him was, and many other guests. I mean, I mean, getting Kevin Williamson on my speed dialer uh, was, was kind of a huge event for me here. I know, old hat to John and Ed and, and and all you got gents here, but uh, and many others. I mean, having Amy Alcon, uh, the advice goddess, as a as a regular guest has been just uh, it just it's been a wonderful thing. And and of course, the other thing is during those ten years or so where the Minnesota Organization of Bloggers existed, and it was a twice a year party that uh, that that sort of was you know the highlight of everyone's social schedule. Well, okay, many of our social schedules. <laughs> For for a number speak of for years. yourself, man. Speak for yourself. I, I know. I, I well, we'll talk about the social schedule I had in 2004 when we come back. Let's take a break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about the uh, the social media scene from whence we sprang and some of the doubts. I, I want to get a little serious here. Some of the downsides of the way things have gone over this last decade or so. And take your phone calls at six five one two eight nine four four eight eight Northern Alliance Radio Network AM twelve eighty The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Whoa, look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. If Freight Garage Door installs a new garage door for you and you ever have a concern about it, they'll check it out at no charge. That's great garage door companies forever pledged to you. It doesn't matter if the door is 5 or 15 years old or even if it's beyond the manufacturer's warranty. If you bought it from Great Garage Door, they'll be there to help, period. GreatGarageDoor.com, a proud supporter of and daily listener to The Patriot. Happy 20th birthday to AM1280 The Patriot from Great Garage Door Company. Minneapolis carjackings are up 300% and shootings are up 100%. It's terrible. Yet, there is hope. The Upper Midwest Law Center, a public interest law firm, is suing the city of Minneapolis on behalf of eight black and white families in North Minneapolis to stop police defunding. This case seeks to enforce the city charter and force the city to reverse defunding and hire more officers. Donations are confidential and tax-exempt. Search Upper Midwest Law Center to learn more and to donate. Help is needed to stop the madness. Donate today. Be kind to someone and you could have your car payments covered for a year. Oh, very kind. The Patriot and Standard Heating and Air Conditioning present the Kindness Challenge. Do something nice for a hero in your life, then let us know about it. You'll be registered to have your vehicle payments paid for a year or get $12,000 towards a new car, both for you and your hometown hero. Sign up for the Standard Heating Kindness Challenge at am1280thepatriot.com. Keep on loving. In an era of fake news and misleading headlines, turn to a leader in accurate reporting, townhall.com. Get caught up with today's top stories, find brilliant commentary from our columnists, and have a laugh with our political cartoons at townhall.com. 
1280 The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the Super Narn Special, charter members, and many more of the Northern Alliance Radio Network from over the past, hard to believe, 17 years. John Hindrocker, Scott Johnson, uh, Brad Carlson, King Banyan, Ed Morrissey, myself, Mitch Berg, you may know me, I'm normally here uh, Saturdays. And I'll be in, by the way, tomorrow for Brad Carlson, who is off on assignment. Also off on assignment, as uh, Ed pointed out, here are the Frauders Libertas guys who uh, had uh, some prior commitments today. Brian St. Paul Ward and Chad the Elder uh, had had other stuff they had to get to here today. So wish they were here. Hope they no, still stop on by here, guys. We've got plenty of time to, to fit everyone in here. If you uh, bring the kids, we don't care. There's food in the in the in the commissary. We'll make it all work here. So um and of course we'll be talking about some of the people on the other side of the glass here as we continue uh on the show here today. Uh a number of people who could not be with us today to the uh, great chagrin of, of a number of us here, and a few people who did make it who've uh, who've kept the show sounding good over the last 17 years. So we'll be talking with all of them momentarily here. But let's start, as, as we pointed out earlier in the show here, we all got together because we were bloggers. We were the Minnesota Organization of Blogs back when, really here in the Twin Cities, this organic blogger community uh, sprang up pretty much out of nowhere, based around, in many respects, the five or six of us here. Uh, and, and expanded to, at one point, we had the Minnesota Organization of Bloggers had something close to 80 or 90 blogs on the blog roll. And there's a term that's fallen from use in recent <laughs> oh, years. Oh, no has, kidding. Yeah. Well, the word blog, you don't hear much anymore either. You don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what people call them anymore. Here. And, 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 and I remember predicting. In, in you know quietly in about 2010 or so, as a lot of the, the the sort of people at my general level, the C and D list conservative bloggers, start saying, "Yeah, I'm just going to move over to Twitter or over to uh, over to Facebook because I don't have to go through all the headaches of hosting and spam control and all that stuff and, and looking for advertisers and all that. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna just start doing it that way." And I remember thinking, "This can't end well. Uh, big tech in California isn't always going to be friendly to all of us deplorables." out here uh, in the middle of nowhere. And I chagrin to say it's come fairly true here, but uh, let's talk a little bit about, and we don't have to stop this at the top of the hour here, uh, because I think this is a big discussion that's important for all of us. But let's talk a little bit about the uh, the past uh, decade of the conservative alternative media. John, I know you have some strong opinions on the subject. Well, Narn was born at the dawn of what seemed to be a new era. And uh, there was a lot of optimism in the air. We had things like Rathergate and other incidents that showed the power of uh, the Internet and the power of alternative, non-traditional media. And, uh, and, and there was a time when people really thought that with the increasing diversity of, of media voices and perspectives, uh, things are really going to change. And I can remember way back when people would sometimes say to me, wow, you guys are really keeping them honest, you know, keeping those – keeping the, the – big media honest. And I would say, no, we're not. They're worse than ever. And I think one thing that happened was that as alternative voices started to be heard, I think, I think a lot of the institutional outlets, the legacy outlets, took it as a license to sort of take the gloves off and abandon any pretense of being neutral journalists. And we've seen organizations like the New York Times, the Washington Post, CNN, many others just overtly turn themselves into organs of the of the left and the Democratic Party. And so and so uh, there was a, there was an action, but then there was a reaction. And yeah. the reaction, I think, tended to make things worse. And then, as you said, Mitch, one thing that happened was that uh, a lot of folks, especially, you know, the kind of medium sized and smaller uh, bloggers, mm-hmm. uh, saw Facebook in particular, also Twitter, but especially Facebook as an alternative way of getting an audience. It might not be a huge audience, but it was an audience that made everything easy. If you have a Facebook page, you don't have to worry about any technological stuff or anything else. And so a lot of conservative commentary uh, migrated into social media. Yep. And, of course, what we're seeing now, in my opinion, is that that has not uh, turned out to be a, a great decision. I am so glad I never shut down my blog. And, of course, two of the great stories that happened right around, this, uh, around and about this program 
uh, in the early days, of course, in uh, in election season 2004, uh, the 61st minute, of course, which broke right around us. I remember one of the most electric atmospheres I've ever had was sitting in the studio over there, as you guys described the ongoing uh, collapse of Dan Rather and, uh, and and the narrative against him. And about a year later, uh, Ed Morrissey breaking onto the worldwide stage with ad scam, basically single-handedly bringing down the liberal Canadian government and, uh, and, and, and <laughs> erupting onto the world stage, Ed. So, and it was hard to get you through the studio door the next day, but it was well <laughs> worth it. <laughs> well, you know, this was an interesting little uh, thing. It was actually a little different because in Canada, what the issue with ad scam was just really briefly – the Liberal government had set up a, a uh, program uh, in Quebec to make Quebecers feel better about being Canadian. And part of this was advertising the union up there and in, in, uh, like different social events and stuff like that, getting spons- sponsoring different social events and stuff like that. Well, the Liberal government was cutting big checks to allies who were then kicking back the money <laughs> to, the Liberal gov- you know, to the Liberal Party. And there was a big, there was a big trial about this, or, or uh, I should say, really a judicial inquiry about this. But the press in Canada were not allowed to report on it, so it wasn't even really an issue of media bias, uh, like like John and Scott were working on with with um, the sixty first minute. Uh, this was a, this was the media being muzzled, yeah. and one of the people inside the inquiry. Uh, was very frustrated by this and got in contact with me and said, would you like me to tell you what's going on in here on a daily basis? You can put it on your website because you're not Canadian, and but people can read it there. <laughs> and and after, you know, taking a few uh, drinks, <laughs> wondering, if, is this a good idea or not? Yeah, let's go ahead and do this. Because, you know, I, I really didn't know who this guy was. He told me who he was, but I wasn't sure how on the level this was going to be. I thought, well, let's go ahead and just bite the bullet and give this a try. And I started getting inquiries from Canadian media saying, how are you able to get this information? It is, it is almost verbatim what is being said in this inquiry. Um, got huge amount of um, huge amount of interest in Canada. And, uh, and several months later, it did lead to the fall of the Liberal government. The Conservatives came into power for quite some time. And I want to come back to that. We're up against a break here right now. The only thing I have to say is, Scott and John and Ed, uh, and all of us, really. I remember discussing Jason Blair of the New York Times on this broadcast back in 2004, 2005. You remember him, the New York oh, yes. Times writer who got uh, uh, lost his job for plagiarism? I remember thinking class. about him. That's right. Thinking about him and thinking, wow, those are some lazy, crazy, innocent days, weren't they, when it was just a little matter of plagiarism at the New York Times. Let's talk about big media. And when we come back after the top of the hour here, let's talk about big media, uh, the role that uh, that those of us have had and taken in in in, in trying to hold some accountability, uh, especially in the city of Minneapolis, where, boy, if there's ever been a place where there is a dire need for a fifth estate that actually does fifth estatey things, this would be a, a prime case. We'll come back with that and much more, including meeting some of the folks on the other side of the glass when we come back. This is the Super Northern Alliance Radio Network special, brought to you by Great Garage Door at the Upper Midwest Law Center. On the Northern Alliance Radio Network, headliner edition, AM 12A, The Patriot, go nowhere. The fun is literally only one quarter over. Mike Gallagher thrilled to be co-hosting the Stand With Israel tour again. In 2021, this tour of the Holy Land will bring us face-to-face with one of the country's most important allies and one of the most fascinating spiritual places on earth. More than a vacation, this is a bucket list trip. I personally want to invite you to join us. Register now, worry-free, no cancellation fees, and full refunds up until May 8th. Call 855-565-5519, 855-565-5519, or go to StandWithIsraelTour.com, StandWithIsraelTour.com. Alexa, how do I fix a circuit breaker that keeps tripping? Yeah, that sounds like something to save for the professionals. You need to call Early Bird Electric. Their expertise is troubleshooting and rewires. They're offering a free service call with purchased repair. Get same-day service and a lifetime craftsmanship warranty. Early Bird Electric. Call 855-500-5500. 
612 The Bird. Early Bird Electric. 612 The Bird. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal. And now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Warning, warning. Warning, once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through, American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack Barbecue, ooh, 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 yeah. Happy, happy, happy 20th birthday. 